0: Hello and welcome to Helen Talks Who. I'm Helen and today I'm talking about Asylum of the Daleks. Kicking off Amy and Rory's uh, departure, basically. Um, I want to start by putting this episode kind of into the original context of when it was broadcast. um, Because it's something that I always think about when I'm watching this episode. In particular in this stretch of episodes in general. So, we're in autumn 2012, and there'd been a longer-than-usual gap between um, between the series. So, we'd had the 2011 Christmas special, and then, rather than Doctor Who coming back in the spring, which it had done for, you know, every year that I'd known about Doctor Who... <laughs> um, it came back in the autumn and with only five episodes because the remaining half of the series was going to be in early 2013. So, we I mean, we weren't starved for Doctor Who, but um, it, it had been a longer than usual uh, break. And these five episodes, they were kind of billed as five mini movies um, and I think they really do fulfil that promise. They each have this very self-contained premise. And they all... Well, certainly the first three have this like very sort of movie-like concept. Um, but yeah, this one in particular really does feel like a mini-movie. Um, it's great. It's It's a really great episode, this. Um, In terms of context, we were very much looking towards the future. So although these five episodes were the conclusion of Amy and Rory's arc and we knew that they would be leaving um, at the end of the fifth episode, this run of episodes very much, it just started to kick off the lead up to the 50th anniversary the following year. Um, which was helped by the fact that the net companion, Jenna, um, Jenna Coleman, she had been announced earlier in 2012 and she must have died filming. Uh, yeah, she must have done because Christmas special and then, uh, the, the following theory, she must, she must have died filming already. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the context of this episode and I think it's important for this episode in particular, because we get this we we get this uh wonderful surprise of having the companion, the net companion, appear completely without warning in in this episode with, with the character of Oswin. Um the idea of having the companion appear without us expecting it is absolutely great um they did something similar for bill where they when they announced her starting they showed the little scene of her and the doctor interacting um it there is something about getting to know the companion like through seeing them be the companion, that is, um, that I really like. I th- I think it's really good. Um. And yeah, this one with Oswin was a really great idea because it worked both for that segment of the audience that knew who the companion was gonna be, um, that knew who had been cast, who had the surprise in this episode. And it also worked for the segment of the audience that maybe didn't know that, who then would get the surprise in in the snowman in at Christmas. Um, I somehow managed to fall into both of those categories. Um, I knew. Um, I knew Jenna Coleman had been cast. Thing is, for some reason, I didn't recognise her for the majority of the episode. Literally, I remember like watching the episode and. Just going, oh, this actress looks, looks quite a lot like uh, like the one they've got to play the new companion. That's a bit odd. Um, so just thought she was, you know, an actress that just happened to look a bit like Jenna Coleman. Because um, I wasn't familiar with her at the time. I hadn't seen her in anything before Doctor Who. But, so I think the run you clever boy and remember scene at the end where she looked towards the camera, I think that tipped me off, but I definitely have memories of having to check the credits for the name. So obviously that wasn't quite enough for me to get it, Um, which, yeah, I... So I kind of got the surprise after the episode of going oh that that was the new companion that's interesting I'm gonna watch that episode again um, which is great and and yeah, it worked um I recorded in my diary that I really liked Oswin um which is great um it, it's the aim of having of having her in that episode as a surprise um and and it works um i I do have more thoughts about the fact that, obviously, um, we have all these different versions of Clara, but I think I will wait to discuss that in more detail when we actually get to her series. Um, But yeah, Oswin, she's very likeable. She occasionally falls into that um, slight thing that that a a few of Moffat's characters do, where they're a bit of a sort of one-liner machine, but... It works for this episode. Um, I, um so, I absolutely have... I, I don't know if it's a... I, I don't know if one would call it a headcanon exactly... Because I feel like it's pretty well supported by the text. But um, Clara is definitely bisexual. um In my opinion. And we do have the first... Well, we have the first line that kind of hints at it here... With, like, the first person she fancied was called Nina... Um, swiftly followed by the I was going through a phase, which is, like, not, not the bisexual representation you want. But, um, but I feel there's more to support her bisexuality, like, later in her episodes. So, yeah, that's, that's very much my interpretation of Clara. Um, so, yeah, that's what I want to talk about, about Jenna. Um, next thing I want to talk about is Amy and Rory. Um, because, hmm, yeah. Okay, so in this episode, we start the episode off and we learn that they are separated and in the process of getting a divorce. And later in the episode, we learn the reasons for that. We learn that, um we learn that they've been having trouble with, like, fertility, and Amy's done this slightly weird self-sacrificing thing and given Rory up, which... Hmm. Um, okay, so my main issue with it is that it kind of comes out of nowhere. Um, now, obviously, it's been a longer-than-usual um time break for the audience um from the last time we saw them in christmas 2011 that little scene where the doctor told them that he wasn't dead and they were obviously were all seemed to be like solid as solid as you can tell from a five minute scene um and it's not clear how long it's been since that scene I would assume they've had some adventures since then. I would assume they've sort of settled into some kind of routine-esque thing with the Doctor. Just just, just from the way they all sort of um, interact. Um, and yeah, because it's been a long time for the audience since we last saw them, I'm not objecting to the in-story time jump. I I really like the idea that things go on in Amy and Rory's life when the doctor's not present, and I like getting to see this sort of slightly different way of how the doctor fits into their life, and 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 this idea that um I I think in the next episode we learn that like they've been sort of traveling with him for like ten years, um you know so having that time jump is fine, but having them be separated kind of yeah comes out of nowhere so the first question to ask is why is it in this episode like why is it even a thing that happens in this episode um so from a storytelling perspective um it gives the episode extra tension um, we have the whole subtract love and it add hate thing when Amy's being converted uh, to a Dalek, which I don't hate that. Um, and I suppose, it, it. to be fair, it does give Amy and Rory something to do because if they didn't have that, they'd be a bit uh, spare parts. But then you could find something else for the companions to do in the asylum. I'm not sure what, but, like, I'm not a writer of a Doctor Who episode. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it gives them something to do and it adds the extra tension. Um, we do also have the in-story reason of it being Rory and Amy dealing with their fertility issues, which is not... It's not I'm not going to comment on how fertility issues can impact her relationship. That's not something that I'm in a place to uh to to comment about um i just i think it would feel more realistic if we'd already seen uh more of their kind of journey with dealing with the aftermath of demons run on screen and i know this is a criticism that i've leveled at some of the last few episodes where it feels like a missed opportunity that we don't get to see Rory and Amy's proper reaction to finding out that River's their daughter and have dealing with the implications of that in terms of them not getting to parent their daughter properly like I'm sure they've done a lot of therapy off screen I'm sure they've talked about it but but we need to see it on screen to then come out with something like this. If we'd seen, if we'd seen some more of that journey in some of the other episodes, you know, if they'd if they'd been more involved at Christmas even, um, with the with the motherhood theme, if they'd been more involved there and uh, and and had somehow sort of seeded this idea that that Amy and Rory were. Up going to a rocky patch, then this would feel the this would feel a bit more um feel a bit more earned. But yeah. Um I think so I like the Amy and Rory thing in this episode individually. I like what it does for this story, like with the subtract love thing. I- I like that idea and I really like that you've got the doctor treating Amy and Rory's marriage as another problem to fix with the same sort of level of importance that he sees you know dealing with the Daleks and the asylum. I like that and I suppose if Amy and Rory were characters that were just in this one episode I wouldn't have an issue but but the um yeah, them getting divorced, it, it it doesn't fit with their overall arc so far. Um, like, particularly not because the last... So if we think about the last few episodes, like, they didn't have much to do in, in the Christmas episode. They didn't have much to do in Wedding of River Song. Um, not... Not with each other, anyway. Um... And then The God Complex was very much about Amy and her relationship with the Doctor. And we saw that Rory is happy to just, like, go with the flow a bit. So the last episode we saw that dealt specifically with Amy and Rory's relationship was The Girl Who Waited. And The Girl Who Waited had the thesis of, you know, Rory being the thing that Amy will fight for above all other things which to then have her go from I will fight to get to spend my life with this man to I will give this man up (sighs) poetry aside it doesn't work for me it doesn't it doesn't fit um so yeah it doesn't fit with their arc and and essentially we have a missing piece in how amy and rory get from where they are in the girl who waited and at the end of wedding of river song to this they're, they're the missing piece that we've not seen on see on screen um so yeah i like what their relationship does to this episode in particular i like how it's used in the plot but i don't like it. it's not true to what we've seen in their general character arc um, and it's not true to what we're going to see in that character arc over the next few episodes like you can't again not qualified to judge but you can't go surely can't go from almost being separated to like to to what happened in Angel Take Manhattan where again we have Amy and Rory going I choose above all other things to spend my life with you um it it yeah it, it just doesn't quite work okay so I've structured this episode deliberately. I started off with some stuff I liked. I've put the stuff that I wasn't so keen on in the middle, and uh, now we're going to finish on a high and finish with the uh, my favourite uh, elements of the episode. Which is the, is the plot and the whole concept of what the monsters are doing and what the Doctor and his companions have to get out of this time. Which is unusual for me. Normally I'm saying, never mind the plot, let's talk about the characters. Um, And and in this episode I was very much like, hmm, not convinced by the character stuff, but the plot is great. So let's go through the the bits and pieces that I like. Um, Firstly, the idea that the Daleks are so scared that they need the Doctor to help them. The initial, um, the the early scenes of um the Doctor Amy and Rory all being summoned to the Dalek Parliament is um is great, and you have this moment where, um, they're all being taken to the Dalek Parliament, and, I think, do the Daleks ask them to step forward or something? But the Doctor basically steps forward, and he. he he realises that it is completely out of his hands and literally braces himself. He tells Amy and Rory to make the Daleks remember them, which I'm not sure how good that would... how how much that would help, but I think that's the point. The Doctor realises that he's... he's possibly not walking out of this room. Um great scene um it doesn't happen often so I do like seeing the doctor like that scared and that serious about what is happening um I think you need that sometimes and um so then the Daleks ask for help and the whole idea of the asylum is great um it and just this whole idea that the Dalek—they're asking the Doctor for help, but they're not actually asking him. They're saying, "This is what we're gonna do, and to get out, you will do what we want you to, because otherwise, you won't be able to escape." Um, and that whole thing of you're just gonna fire me at a planet, and it's better me to 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 solve to fix it, and uh, and Rory pointing out that that is basically what the Doctor does every day. Love that. Um... I, I like I like seeing that the Daleks know the Doctor so well. They can't beat him, but they know him really well. Um so yeah, that whole idea is great. Um and then once they're in the asylum, the intensive care unit being those Daleks that fought the doctor, great idea. Um really, really well done. It's interesting because I remember one of the promo things of this episode in particular being this idea that we were going to see every Dalek ever. It was one of the sort of taglines used. Um, And again, that linked into the whole thing of this was kind of kicking off the anniversary year, kind of. Um, And I, I, I don't feel like this episode truly delivers on the every Dalek ever. Um... In terms of actually seeing them on screen, you don't get quite enough uh, shots of of the Daleks in intensive care. But you do very much get those vibes of, um, you know, when Oswin says to the doctor that he's got to go through intensive care and he suddenly realises what all of those Daleks have in common, it's just uh, chills, great scene. Um, plot wise, I also really like the whole thing with Oswin. Um, even if she hadn't have been, you know, a version of Clara. Um, I think it's a really nice way of giving, uh, the Doctor and Amy and Rory that kind of tech support that they need to get through. Um, to get to get through the asylum without having the Doctor, you know, either have the sonic that can do everything or have way too much techno babble so using oswin to do that is um it is, is, is a good good thing to do um and then plus you have the emotional thread of of firstly the weirdness of of, of her being stuck there and 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 you know sympathizing with this person that that Stuck there with the Daleks outside which then turns into oh no hold on this is very much not what it seems um yeah I really like that plot line um yeah it's a shame Rory and Amy don't have more to do with the actual plot it's a shame they couldn't think of a of a thing for Rory and Amy to uh to have to do there um I'm trying to think if there's anything that that I can think of, Because 'cause you've got you've got to have the doctor going through intensive care to find Oswin um Rory does get that great scene of with the Daleks when it starts saying eggs and then um and he offers them the the ball and then it turns out that it's they that scene is wonderful uh, very creepy. Um, I love it. The subtitles are actually decent on that. The subtitles are actually uh, realised not to give the game away um, with the uh, X versus X thing. Um, Which is good, because sometimes sometimes they don't realise. And then the resolution to the episode... Um, Obviously, you have the emotional gut punch of Oswyn kind of, would you call it sacrificing herself? I suppose it is a little bit. Um, Certainly realising that she can't be saved, I suppose. And then you have the Doctor teleporting directly into the TARDIS. And then stepping out of the TARDIS. Like, properly stepping out of the TARDIS. Not just poking his head round the door. Uh, to gloat at the Daleks, which I've talked a lot about grandstanding in the eleventh Doctor era and the fact that you know, Demon's Run was meant to be sort of something that punctured that grandstanding a little. Um, but yeah, no, that scene very much has the same energy as the Attract You know, that whole you chase them off the planet and then, uh, called them back just to, uh, just to yell at them. This scene with him uh being completely safe because they're inside the TARLA in uh, they're, they're there. Uh because they're inside the TARDIS, so they're completely safe, and then stepping out and gloating. Yeah, exact same energy. Um but it does serve the purpose of um confirming that every single Dalek has forgotten him. Which um which I suppose wasn't entirely clear from the intensive care scene. Uh, probably deliberately so. Uh, it, you know, could just be all of the Daleks in intensive care, but no, that scene um, confirms that it's every Dalek. Um, that scene, to my memory, does end up being more of just a soft reboot because I don't think that loss of memory persists. For the Daleks. I'm trying to think when the next time we see the Daleks is. Um, does Clara see them at all in her first series? Hmm. Uh, I don't think so. No, I don't. No, because she... Uh, no, she gets Cybermen in her second series. Uh no i don't think i don't think clara gets to see the daleks until the 50th anniversary which are obviously not the 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 time war daleks they're not the same uh, so the next time clara sees the daleks after that is a uh, magician's apprentice which which the daleks at th- at which point the daleks definitely remember the doctor because you have davroth there Oh, uh, or am I skipping? I get confused about which series is which in Clara there Um, so I, I, I maybe shouldn't, uh, maybe should have, uh, looked up a, looked up a list. Uh, Hold on, I have a list here. Give me two seconds. When does, when do we next see the Daleks after this episode? Snowman, Bell, Ring, Cold War, Hide, Journey, Crimson, Nightmare name of the Doctor, yeah it is the anniversary and then after the anniversary uh, oh yeah deep breath, into the Dalek and again I can't remember if the Daleks remember him or not, but it doesn't end up being a big thing is my point um, which it's a shame because that could have been a real, again it's another miss, missed opportunity, it could have been really interesting to have the Doctor kind of freed from his sort of eternal rivalry, rivalry with the Daleks, um, but, uh, it does lead to this, uh, this, like, almost cliffhanger-like moment at the end of the episode, where you have the Daleks shouting Doctor Who, and that is a great moment in itself, so, like, yeah, bit of a missed opportunity to not have the Daleks forgetting the Doctor being more of a thing. But also, as it gives us that moment, I really can't complain. But yeah, that is about everything I wanted to talk about. Um, Thank you very much for listening. The email address for this podcast is HelenTalksWho at gmail.com. If anyone would like to get in touch or if you have any commentary, I would love to hear from you. Next time, I will be watching Dinosaurs on a Spaceship. So, I mean, the title says it all, really. See ya.